apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number, day by day, those who were being saved. Amen. This is God's word. Hi, everybody. Good afternoon. just want to say special hello to those of you who are visiting here this uh, afternoon. So glad to see you. Hope you're well. Everyone okay? <laughs> good. <laughs> That's good. Um, some of us can still laugh. That's great. Um, hey, we're in a vision series. What's that? Uh, we are asking a question here, and that is, what kind of church do we want to be? Well, what kind of church is, is God calling us to be? What, what, what could we actually look like as a church? That's what we're kind of looking at over these uh, weeks in September. And to help us, we've been walking through the passage that Jeff just read to us. And it's just a, just a snapshot, really, of the early New Testament church. And uh, just a phenomenal time when God uh, came near, poured out his spirit, and, and the church, the New Testament church, just kind of came into existence. And they, they were a, a people that were together. I mean, that's, that's sort of the word that we hear over and over again in, in our passage, right? They were together. They were together. Last week, I talked about what it looks like to walk together with God, what it looks like for a community like this to walk together with God. And next week, we're going to look at what it looks like to walk together with our neighbor, you know, the people out there, the people who maybe don't know um, who Jesus is or, or, or what it could look like to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, that's next week. This week, we're going to be thinking about what it looks like to walk together with one another. Because here in our passage, we do see that. We see the church walking together, together with, with one another. And, 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 when, and when the Spirit, when the Spirit uh, is at work in a very palatable way, uh, you're going to see a couple of unifying dynamics, we'll call them, that, that will come out. And, and the first is that uh, we won't be able to give enough to one another. And the second thing is, we won't be able to get enough of, of one another. So that's where we're going for just a few minutes this evening. I'll be quick. I'll be very quick. And if you blink, you'll miss the entire sermon. I'm just 15 minutes or so, and I'll be done. It's, it's hot. Who turned off the air conditioner here? Um, uh, what, what does it look like uh, to be a people who, um, who just can't give enough to one another and, and also who can't get enough? of one another. So first, um, what's it look like to be a people who can't give enough to, to one another? Some context I think would be helpful here because we're in Jerusalem and the, the, this is the, the, the season of the feasts and, and you've arrived in Jerusalem and you've been there for a while and then something extraordinary happens. 
Jesus Christ, the one who was promised in the Old Testament, or, or what you might call the Hebrew Scriptures if you're Jewish, um, came, was crucified at Passover. He rose again three days later, ascended to the right hand of the Father, and then the Spirit of God, the gift, the blessing of God came to this world. And here they are, these, these 3,120 people are suddenly deluged by the Spirit of the living God. And, and they come together in this, this mob of people. And they just, they just can't give enough to one another. Here's the problem. It is the time of the feast, and you've only come up for just a few days. You've got to go home, and you know that it costs a lot to go tripping around the place, don't you? You've you got to budget it. But what do you do when, when you want to stay in a place, but you don't have the money? What do you do? And what do you do when, when you don't want to leave and, and nobody wants you to leave? Well, here's what happened. People started selling their property. They started selling their homes. And they started giving so that people who were visiting, who had run out of cash, could continue to hear the, the, the word of the Lord and could continue just to take it in and soak in, in this amazing moment where the Spirit of God was being poured out upon the world. Can you imagine that? Selling your home, selling your property, and giving and giving. Not just for the sake of giving, so that the word of the Lord could go forward. But you know, that's what happens when the Spirit of God is unleashed. That's the dynamic, the unifying dynamic that you will see in a community. People cannot give enough to one another. Now, I want to say this, Grace West. You've been generous. You've been generous over the years, so generous that we are in a pretty good position to be able to maybe even buy a building for ourselves and to do new hires and, 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 and then to do all kinds of neat things so that the word of the Lord continues to spread in the West End. So thank you, and I praise God. But I'll tell you, you know, generosity has different faces. It does. And, and, and generosity can sometimes look like giving financially, but sometimes it can look like giving one of your most precious commodities. You know what that is? <laughs> Time, isn't it? We are people who are on the go. We're busy people. And there are a lot of things that we want to do. We don't have enough time, it seems, to do all of these things. Do you find that? I've been thinking about that lately. And I, I, I've been wondering this. Could it be, could it be, that maybe we need to slow down and stop doing so much? <laughs> that's, that's really not the message we hear in our culture. It's like, it's go at it, go hard, go fast. But I'm wondering if we really need to slow down and then take that time and give it. Take that time and invest it in the things that really matter. Let me tell you how I got here. Last week I told you that I, I've begun a journey studying trees, and if you weren't here, I'm sorry for this really bizarre statement, but I've just begun to study trees. Every day I go out and I study trees. 
Let me tell you how I got there, okay? I was driving down my cul-de-sac, as I have for many, many years, and as I was driving down, I saw trees, the trees that line my cul-de-sac. And I realized that I didn't know what those trees were. I couldn't identify them. These are trees that uh, just they're ornamental and they just beautify my world and they give me oxygen and I didn't know them. I didn't know them. So I stopped and I pulled over and I got out of my car and I walked up and down my cul-de-sac just running my hands over the bark and through the leaves and slowing down. And it's not just with trees that I've learned to slow down, it's with relationships. So many things vie for one's attention, but what are the things that really matter? What are those key relationships? What are the key relationships right here? That maybe if you stop doing so many things like I have been doing, you would have more time for one another and to be able to give. It is, it is such a blessing, friends, to be able to slow down and to have significant relationship and conversation with people. And that's what you're aiming for. You're, 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 not, you're not just trying to get information from people, just data points. You're, you're trying to listen to people so that their story settles in your heart and impacts you. That's where you want to go. The person in front of you is a significant person with a significant story, and God is on the move in that person's life. Walking, as it turns out, three to four miles per hour, because that's how fast we walk. Last, last night, someone asked me a question, and the question was, how are you doing? How are you doing? Just a simple question. And I answered that question as honestly as I possibly could. I took the time that that person gave me to answer that question. How am I doing? On Friday, last Friday, I put my dog down, my dog, and I wasn't expecting that. And when I went to the veterinarian hospital and they said it's time, and, uh, you know, I just, I, I knelt down with, with my dog's face in my eyes while they injected him with whatever it was, and I saw the life go out of my dog, and it gutted me. <laughs> that was Friday. Saturday, <clears throat> our family got in a car and drove to North Bay for my nephew's memorial service because he lost his life in May in a tragic longboard accident. <clears throat> That was Saturday. On Monday, uh, my mother-in-law died. <laughs> my wife's mom. Uh, and we watched her take a step from this world into the next. Thursday was the funeral. On Saturday, I walked my daughter down the aisle where she became wife to this man over here. So when, when Jess asked me, how am I doing, how am I doing? I didn't say, okay. And I didn't say, I'm, I'm pretty good. I, I told her the truth. I told her that I'm 
numb. <laughs> I've had a numbing week, but I didn't stop there because she had given me the space to talk. And I said, I said, you know, I'm numb, but you know what? The Lord knows that. And he doesn't expect me to be anything other than that right now. And it's okay. And he doesn't expect me to get over it. But he's with me. He's right here. I, I just, I did not feel hurried through that conversation. I felt like I was given the gift of time to really talk and process and unpack what I was thinking and what I was feeling. Friends, I think we might be moving too fast in this culture. And I think we might be just blowing past people and relationships and friendships when we could be giving just an incredible gift to people. To prioritize our lives in such a way that we make what's key, key. And we make time for one another. And we give people the gift of being able to really talk about what's going on in their lives. And who is the Lord? And what is he doing in that person's life? You know, when the Spirit of God is at work, people get generous. And they get generous because God's been generous to us. You know, amen? I mean, we're talking about a God who gave his own son, who held nothing back. And sent his son to die on that cross for your sins, to bring you to himself. He did what it took to get you. He gave. And when the Spirit of God is at work in a community, you will see people giving, not just financially, but emotionally and their time because they want the word of the God, the word of God to spread and for people to grow and to know the love of God. That's a unifying dynamic. That's the first one. Here's a, a really quick second one. It's this. This is what togetherness, it looks like. It looks like this. Um, we just won't be able to get enough of each other. I mean, when you look at the early church, they just spent all their time together. They just, they just couldn't get enough of each other. It says every day, every day, they went up to the temple to pray. Every day, they went up and they worshiped. And then every day, they came home and they would eat at one another's homes. And this went on for weeks, I would imagine. Weeks. Now, that, I'm, I would imagine, took a lot of time. Every single day. But these people were inseparable. You just, you couldn't keep them apart. You know, they just couldn't get enough of each other. And I'll, I'll say this, and I know this is true. This was an exceptional time in the history of the church. It was the beginnings. And beginnings are often kind of crazy and wild, right? And I know that we don't live in that day because you have jobs that you have to go to or families or school, and we can't afford to hang out all the time, right? And I understand that that's the culture that we live in. So how, how do we sort of speed up the relational process where we can get to know each other and just feel like, hey, you know what, I really do know you and I want to spend time with you. What do we do when we don't have the luxury that this early church had? You know, a recent study said that 
it takes 60 hours just to make a casual friendship. It takes, it takes up to 100 hours to make a good friendship. It takes about 200 hours to become really good friends with somebody. Now listen, if my math is right, we have 52 Sundays in a year, right? That means if you wanna make a really good friend, like a really good friend here, it's gonna take you four years of Sundays. Now that's if you come here every Sunday. Now as far as I, I can see, we have, these, we have tape here and we have restrictions. So that number goes further out, which means a few things, I think, in terms of getting to know each other and becoming friends with one another, that you're, you're gonna have to get intentional with people. You're, you're gonna have to take the initiative in your friendships with people. You're gonna have to, to, to move towards them. And, and that's, that can be a scary thing. You're gonna have to be patient because sometimes it takes a while to develop friendships. Isn't that true? You're gonna have to learn to ask good questions about people. You know, what, what's going on in your life? What's, what's been difficult? Um, what's good? How, how can I pray for you? Th these are the connecting questions that we ask. Th these are the ways that, that we really develop and forge strong friendships. We're trying to get a sense of what the Lord is doing in that person's life, you see. So, how? How do we do that? Let me give you some examples. I just heard yesterday of a family here at Grace West that invited another family over to their place for dinner. They're a new family to our community. That's how you do it, okay? You invite yourself over to people's homes. That's what I do. You invite yourself over. Um, you want to get yourself plugged into a small group, okay? I mean, that's where the action is right now here at Grace West. That's where people are meeting on a regular basis, not just once in a week, but through the week. These are the ways that we get connected here. And we want to get connected, don't we? We want to be together. Life is short. It can be incredibly lonely. We want to be a church that is together. And, and, and together uh, in a way where we are just, we can't give enough to each other. We cannot, we can't get enough of each other. And that because God has been good to us and has given everything and can't get enough of us. And when that truth gets into our hearts, it will spill out into our community. Let's be a church that walks together. Amen. Let's do that. Let me pray. Dear Father in heaven, we want to be that church, this kind of church that we see here. We want to move at least in this direction. Um, help us, Father. Help us to be this kind of church. Help us to be a church where people aren't lonely, where they don't feel missed, where they don't feel uh, ignored but where they are brought in and, and where they are loved and where they experience your love to them. Would you please, Father, help us to be a community that just slows down and practices the art of slow living. Would you please help us to be a church that, that keeps 
in step with your spirit, which is about three to four miles per hour. Or about how fast we walk, Father. And help us to walk. Help us to walk with one another, with you. And we ask, Lord, that as we do that, that we will experience a, a deepening of community here and a, a life-giving community here, a place where people can belong and a place where they can call uh, Grace West home, where they can say, I belong. And I belong because you're a God who has come here and is meeting with your people here and is doing things in their lives and is making us together. Make us together, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.